to the TGI Podcast, and Merry Christmas Week. I'm so glad you're here listening to this episode, and if you're listening it the day it drops, we're just a handful of days away from the big day. I hope time is slowing down at least a tiny little bit. You're fully embracing the season. You're enjoying everything that comes with it, because as we all know, this week, the time leading up to Christmas absolutely flies by, so hopefully this podcast is helping to fill you with some Christmas cheer. And to cap off our Christmas coverage this season, we're going back to one of the most iconic television shows of the TGIF era. So without further ado, ho ho ho, and on to the show. The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. So covering our very first Christmas show from the second season of Full House. It debuted on December 16th, 1988, and it was the ninth episode of that season. So this is the first time in a long time since we've covered Full House. I had to go back through my notes and look back at previous episodes that were dropped, and we haven't covered Full House since last Christmas. And I also, I don't know why I skipped over this episode and did it uh, a later season episode last year, Um, but we'll kind of talk about what I think between that episode and this episode, Uh, but here we are. Uh, Again, I don't know why I went out of order, but sometimes those things happen, and that's all right. Now, this episode, it has our typical cast of characters for Full House proper, but this episode in particular also has a few extras, including John Apria as Jesse's dad, Nick Kasopoulos, uh, Yvonne Wilder as Jesse's mother, Irene Kasopoulos, and Sorrel Brook also plays the role in this episode of the airplane passenger Lionel, and quite possibly someone else, but we will definitely get into that a little bit later. But before we jump into this episode... Now it is time for a Christmas connection. For this week's episode, we have numerous routes we can go for our Christmas connection with a bunch of different actors, particularly in this show, who have made a lot of appearances in Hallmark movies. Obviously, Candace Cameron Cameron Bure has been in many, and she's now over on GAC. Uh, Jody Sweeten, I believe, has also been in some. Um, 
So, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of places we could go with this. But for this, I'm going to go with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen for their roles in the 1992 made-for-TV movie, To Grandmother's House We Go. Sunday, the twins from Full House hit the road for the holidays. What are you rugrats doing in here? We're trying to get to Grandma's. Hey, stop those girls! Kate and Ashley Olsen. Stop! Ah! To Grandmother's House We Go, Sunday. As for the summary for this particular episode, I'm going to take it straight from HBO Max, where it says the Tanners are dreaming of a white Christmas in Colorado, but their mood turns sad when they're snowed in at an airport en route. So, before getting into this episode, I do want to point out that when I think of a Full House Christmas episode... I think of this one, and that's what makes it even more surprising that this isn't the first Christmas episode of Full House I covered. The one we did last year involved DJ and Steve breaking up, and Danny and uh, his girlfriend, whose name's escaping me right now, they weren't together at the time, or she was off... um, on assignment somewhere or whatever, and they eventually come back. But uh, but when I think of Full House and I think of Christmas, this is 100% what I think of. So this episode itself, it opens up, the entire family is posing for their Christmas card in uh, in uh, in front of their tree. And what I like about it is it feels very... 90s. It feels like, all right, we got the camera set up on the tripod. Let's all group together. Let's all, we're all dressed to the nines and everything. But what I also loved is instead of saying cheese, they shout Christmas cheese. All right, here we go. Let's go, Danny. Okay, this is for our Christmas card. Everybody look merry, peaceful, and joyous. Okay, here we go. Everyone say Christmas cheese. Christmas Christmas cheese. Of course, they all start laughing and they fall over, blah, blah, blah. Hilarity ensues and we go into the opening credits. And like I have previously said on our Family Matters episode, one of the first things that jumps out in this is the decorations. It's It just feels so 90s to me. And I think it has something to do with those, like, red bows. It's another thing that was very prevalent in the Family Matters episode, very prevalent in this one. Something about the 90s that, uh, I don't know, it was like the red bows were all a craze. And they're doing it here in this episode. So after the opening credits, which I also have to give some a shout-out to because of how early on in the show this was, it was the much longer opening credits, uh, which are always funny compared to what, you know, we're all used to the very short one that we saw growing up, but this one is a little bit longer. But when we get back into the episode, Danny is holding a large late, eight, uh, you know, 1980s style video camera that seemingly everyone's dad had or somebody in your family had. Like I can remember my uncle always had his out on Christmas Day filming everybody. My dad eventually had a smaller camcorder, but it's one of those things that is very, very uh, reminiscent for me. But Danny, he's making a video for the viewers of his show, Wake Up San Francisco. And he notes he's taking them all along on their holiday adventure as family heads out to Colorado for Christmas for what I guess we learn as a family reunion and they're all going skiing as well then jesse points out on camera 
that Danny's only filming this so he can write it off <laughs> on his taxes, which Danny says he has to now make sure to edit that out of the video. So it obviously makes sense in this moment why Danny and Jesse are going to the family reunion. Because we we later find out that Jesse's mom and dad are going as well, which would have been Danny's late wife's parents. So it makes sense that their group, that their family is going to this family reunion, big family thing, their brother-in-laws. That makes sense. But why is Joey going? Does Joey not have a family? Is Joey been orphanized by his own parents uh, I have so many questions for him because he kind of gets drug along in all of this and he's essentially coming along to play Santa like I know he is a part of the family but you would think he'd want to spend time with his own biological family but I guess that's a discussion for another day but Danny points out to be careful with one of the suitcases that they have because it has all of the presents for the girls and we also find out that Joey has come prepared to be Santa. He's got a Santa outfit that he's going to wear to surprise the kids. He's jingling it. And just then, Stephanie comes down the stairs and she says, I don't want to go on this dumb trip. And her reasoning, pretty simple, understandable here. It's that Santa's not going to know where she is. But Danny reassures her that Santa will definitely be there. Trust me, he's going to be there. Stephanie then shows off that she made a map for Santa just in case so he won't get lost, which I also like that. Very kid-like. I can appreciate that being written in to this episode. Now upstairs, DJ, she's talking to little Michelle, and we find and she tells Michelle that she found all of the Christmas gifts up in the crawl space. And she points out that DJ's getting a new CD player, Stephanie's getting some roller skates, and Michelle's going to be rolling in toys. And we then jump to now all the entire family is on the airplane, and a very spacious airplane at that. Let's point that out because air travel is certainly, certainly not like that. But everybody's getting settled in, and then we find out that Becky from Wake Up San Francisco and the girl that Jesse has a crush on is also on this flight. So you got to understand, at this point in the show, Jesse and, and Becky are not together. It's still sort of that little flirtiness between the two of them. But she points out that she has a layover in Denver before she's going to make her way to Nebraska to see her family. And she points out that she hasn't seen her family in quite some time. So a lot of seeds getting planted here. The gifts in the suitcase. Becky wanting to get home for Christmas. Um... DJ knowing what her gifts are going to be and all that. So this episode's definitely setting things up. And now we're at the point as well that Jesse is trying to sort of make a move on Becky. And he's trying hard to impress her before she's like, I gotta go get a magazine before I sit down. And this is where we get our Scrooge-like character with Lionel, whose name we don't ever hear, I believe, in this actual episode. But... It's in the the credits as he's credited as Lionel. But he points out that DJ is sitting in his seat. And we find out that the airline had accidentally booked multiple people in one seat. And the guy's like, this is the seat I paid for. This is the seat I am sitting in. Flight attendant, she comes over and she's like, hey, there are two open seats in first class. And the Scrooge-like character's like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I will take it. And she's like, no, sir, you said you specifically paid for this particular seat. 
Also to point out, he picked the the middle seat. What monster is willingly picking the middle seat next to two people you don't know? <laughs> but the flight attendant, she gives the first class seat to the girls. And at this point, we move ahead into the episode. And as someone who's watched this episode numerous times, this next scene, I do not remember at all. So the flight attendant comes over and she's like, how's the food? He's like, ah, it's okay. The liver was all right. And she's like, that wasn't liver. That was actually chicken. And then the girls, they come in from their spot in first class. They're wearing like bibs, plastic uh, bibs. And they're like, oh, we had lobster and ice cream sundaes. But again, I don't remember this at all. My assumption is this must have been cut out in syndication because it was so brand new to me. I mean, there's things in episodes I watch, and I'm like, huh, I don't remember that. But it's not like this. This seemed so foreign and so brand new to me. So kind of interesting. And it would make sense that maybe HBO would have some slightly longer episodes uh, than, than what we typically were used to seeing in syndication. Now, a little further back on the airplane, Jesse's dad is trying to tell him, hey, you got to make a move on Rebecca which we're going to get to his dad a little bit later, but he kind of freaked me out a little bit in this episode. Not the biggest fan of uh, of Jesse's father in this. But just as he's telling Jesse he needs to make a move on, on Becky, Michelle starts to pet <laughs> Lionel's hair. And, he act, and she accidentally pulls off his toupee. He yells at her and shouts, and one other thing, I noticed he is working, quote-unquote, on his computer in the background, but he's just literally pushing the same button over and over and over. That made me really laugh. Uh, but the flight attendant then comes over to the speaker to say that there's a blizzard that is hitting the Rockies and they have to make an unscheduled landing. And of course, everybody's upset. Everybody's, I mean, who would want to get grounded on... Christmas Eve, you're trying to make it to a big family event and all these things, but now they have landed. We don't find out where they actually landed, but everybody's now huddled inside this airport in that iconic full house sad music plays as Stephanie says that Santa Claus will certainly not be able to find her now. We go into a commercial break, and when we return, Stephanie is still sort of freaking out, and she's very upset. DJ's like, look, I'll go talk to her. We'll go figure it out. So she goes over there to start talking to Stephanie. And this is where Jesse's dad is once again pressuring him to go talk to Becky. Because he's like, look, she's so vulnerable now. She's alone. This is your time to make her move. Again, not something you'd see on TV right now. Uh, Again, he kind of just threw me off a little bit seeing him uh, this skeezy i guess uh for lack of a better word it's very i don't know it's just it rubbed me the wrong way uh but anyways he goes over there and he starts talking to becky uh but becky is is just so invested in what she's missing out on at home she doesn't really notice that jesse's trying to sort of make his own uh advances and so this is now the moment where we find out that the bag that had all the gifts currently missing and DJ is assuring Stephanie that Santa's still coming. It's not a big deal. And and look, it's fine because he's got Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph will help him 
find where they are and he has special radar in his nose and and stephanie what i love here is like she says in all these years i thought it was just a headlight so stephanie's now super positive and she runs over to her dad to say dj explained it all she knows santa will come but danny now knowing what he knows about the gifts tries to temper her expectations and that just upsets stephanie even more so Stephanie is very, very upset, and it's one of those things I completely understand. I would be upset too, but DJ's like, "What are you, what are you doing? I just, I just finally got her uh, settled down." And DJ's finally learns from her dad when he says, "Look, we lost the gifts," and she spouts off to Danny and says, "You know what? We never should have left, and this is going to be the worst Christmas ever," which. Poor little DJ. She plays, she overacts a lot of these things as a kid. And I think it's one of the, she was never one of my favorite uh, kids on the show. And I think she kind of took like that snotty brattiness to another level here. But in the next scene, we see Joey. He shows up, he's dressed as Santa. And it looks like Stephanie's spirits have been perked up a little bit. She's feeling a lot better about the situation. She, she thinks, okay, great, Santa knows I'm here, we're all good. Then Michelle comes over and she's like, hi, Joey. <laughs> and Stephanie pulls off his beard and she's like, that was a mean trick. And she runs and she goes hide, and she goes to hide in the phone booth. And at this point, everyone now is really down. And they're all talking about what they're going to be missing out on. And Danny, he blames himself for, for wrapping up his family and making them go on this trip. Before Jesse then gives a speech about how Christmas is about a feeling and people and helping those around you. It, it really is a very sweet kind of moment from him. And I do, this is one of the highlights of the episode for me. And he notes Christmas doesn't have to happen at a certain place, but just in your heart. And he points to a coat rack and he's like, What is that? And they're like, A coat rack. He's like, No, that's a big Christmas tree. And he's like, What is that? And DJ's like, the vending machine? He's like, no, it's Christmas dinner with all the fixings. And he starts to sing, and everybody joins in on the celebration. And it looks like everybody's spirits have sort of brightened up at this point. We go ahead, we we fast forward. We're a little bit later into the night. Everybody is sleeping. You kind of see the decorations that they put up while uh, they were sort of celebrating beforehand. But while everyone is sleeping, Michelle walks over and she pushes the button on the baggage conveyor belt that Danny is conveniently sleeping on. And he goes through, out, presumably outside, and Jesse wakes up, he turns on the lights, and he wishes everyone a Merry Christmas. And I've got to tell you, I would not be happy in the slightest if I was in the airport at this moment. Let's look at this. It's still dark outside, so it's probably... 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. You've probably been struggling to sleep all night, given the circumstances. And then this jerk just jumps up and wakes up everybody, not just his family, everybody who is in there. So that's kind of his jerk move in this entire episode. Everyone is now slowly starting to come to. Stephanie at first wakes up and she's very excited that it's Christmas. And she's like, oh, Christmas in an airport. And she goes back to being upset. At this point, the conveyor belt rolls back inside. We have Danny rolled in. He's completely covered in snow. And we get that nice little funny sight gag of him in a big pile of snow covering him. 
So they're trying to warm him up. Becky's like, I'll go get him some coffee. So she runs off. And, of course, Jesse's dad, the creepo, again, pounces on his son. He's like, you need to go talk. You need to go uh, to kiss Becky because she's underneath that mistletoe. Jesse goes over there. He convinces Becky to kiss him. We get a have mercy from Jesse. And after she walks away, then for some reason, a random older woman also comes up and kisses Jesse in a slightly funny moment before dun, 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 Santa Claus shows up. Of course he did, right? And Stephanie, she thinks it's Joey once again, but Joey's standing right next to her. So... At this point, she does one of my favorite things in any type of Christmas movie. She pulls on his beard, and she finds out it is real, which of course gets her very excited. And Santa tells her he wants her to have a Merry Christmas, and he snaps his fingers before all their presents show up on the baggage conveyor belt. And when they look back at Santa, he's gone. He's disappeared. Where did he go? And Danny thinks it's just someone who wore uh, the suit out of Joey's bag. But Joey's like, no, it's still in there. And just then, they notice on Lionel's uh, open laptop that there's a special message. And it says, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. And then Stephanie runs over and says, I just saw Santa fly away. And the computer then has a message that says, thanks for the maps, Stephanie. And they start handing out gifts, and they're singing. When we get my favorite little Christmas card action on the screen, saying happy holidays from our family to yours. And that wraps up this episode. And as always, we like to determine whether an episode should be deemed a holiday classic. And for this, I'm giving it a... You got it, dude! Surprisingly, this episode gets a you gotta do for me i think that makes a clean sweep for this month but it's just uh, i've got all this built-in nostalgia with these episodes so it's very hard for me to overlook some things uh but i do think this episode tells a sweet story in a very late 80s sort of way but with that said i do have a couple questions and some concerns First of all, and I mentioned it numerous times, Jesse's dad is a creep in this episode. He's constantly pointing out to Jesse he needs to take advantage of Becky for being lonely, pointing out he needs to kiss her, and etc. blah, blah, blah. So I could have done without that overall. He could have done that in a better way instead of like, hey, you need to take advantage of her in this situation instead of being like, look, she's lonely. She could probably use somebody uh, to comfort her right now because she is alone. That would have made a little more sense, but that that's one of the big negatives of this episode. And second of all, is the Scrooge-like character of Lionel. And my question is, is he also supposed to be Santa Claus? I mean, the computer they're looking at is his uh, at the end of this episode. Lionel is nowhere to be found. But just looking at this guy, he does not seem like that same person to me. They don't look similar. I looked numerous times. I went back and... Watch the ending of this episode again, and he still didn't give me those same vibes. Nobody else is credited as Santa in this episode, so I I guess that's what they're implying. I suppose it could have been him, but I was a little confused. But overall, this is a good episode. They still somehow managed to make an apartment in a an airport terminal feel Christmassy, and for that I give them credit because it still feels like Christmas despite not being in someone's home or something like that. So that wraps up this episode, and it somehow wraps up our Christmas episodes. 
I cannot believe, cannot believe how quickly this season has gone by. It's so wild to me that 2023 is nearly here. We're going to have hopefully some more fun stuff next year. This past year was a very, very busy one for me. Uh, A lot of things going on in my life. Uh, Hopefully those things have slowed down a little bit this upcoming year. Uh, But it's been such a great year for me personally. Great year here on the podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for your support. It really does mean a lot to me to have so many people uh, listen to this podcast uh, on a weekly basis this time of year and support me throughout the, the down parts of the season as well. It certainly means a lot. So I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And of course, if you end up getting stuck in an airport, I hope that you also make a map just so Santa knows how to find you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you all one more time, one more time before the new year. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. Our social media is available by searching for TGI Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The music for this outro was provided by Carlo Espin, licensed under CC BY 4.0.